1: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoke and audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
2: You're listening to Comedy Central.
3: Now hiring. Own. It's the first and only network, as you know, named for and inspired by a Single iconic leader, and I was looking on LinkedIn.
4: Oprah Winfrey Network. Bingo. What I was about li- Turner Broadcasting System? That's Ted Turner. I guess he's not a self-help guru. Like I'm not Oprah.
3: looking at Ted Turner. I'm looking at Oprah. O W N. And I saw all of these jobs. I'm not looking for a job, Roy. But I was just looking.
4: I'm gonna be real with you, JG. For somebody who'd be happy to be on this podcast, you should sure be looking for another job all the time. What you I'm doing not- on LinkedIn? <laughs> I'm always She's doing over thin. there, it's like know. a date nap. No, that's that for employers. That's like a date that that's why I like when employers catch you on like on monster.com, mm-hmm. they let your ass go the next week. They be like, Don't you be on there looking for no new, new, need some new booty? You ain't happy here. That's why I use my own computer, so you can't track nothing. <laughs> you don't know what I can track. I know white people <laughs> who live in basement. Start the show. because Jacqueline is sneaking in looking for jobs on <laughs> My name is Roy. This is my job fair. How do you do, JG? Yes, I'm a wonderful, wonderful co pilot. As we go on this employment journey, exploring the worlds that you might be able to pivot to, opportunities to talk about jobs you already pivoted from, etc. etc. Uh, a happy Post-Juneteenth to you. Yes. Uh, what did you do? What did you do for the Juneteenth?
3: I wore my red, and I also went out, and I ate in the park with other people and enjoyed myself because I'm vaccinated. I didn't hug anybody. Now, everybody who came up to me to hug me, I'm like, here you go, elbow. Wait a minute yeah,
4: now. You can't be doing them raw dog hugs. No. no. More. You got to get an elbow. You got to get a fist bump. I don't hug nobody, no more. Mm-mm. I'm done with that. What are the Juneteenth colors? Is it wrong that I went to a black college and I don't know that? I just like, no. on Juneteenth, I just wear red, green, and yellow. But then I, I see people with red, yellow, black, green, yellow, bl- like, like of those four colors, I see the three. Red, green, yellow, mm-hmm. and black. And I see people wearing any of those three.
3: The red was like a celebratory color when the slaves were actually freed in texas so that's why the red is so important i don't know why the other colors are so important
4: okay well i didn't do much of anything i told jokes oh man i should have been talking about this shit all month um i have to big big up uh miss nicole hannah jones Mm -hmm. who moderated a discussion between myself and my fellow executive producer cj hunt For a documentary we have that premiered at Tribeca over the weekend, and it'll be on PBS July 5th. It's called The Neutral Ground, and C.J. Hunt went on what ended up being a four-year journey looking at the Confederate monuments that were starting Mm -hmm. to get taken down in this country, and C.J., Really did do a great job of exploring that world and exploring the people that are for and against it, and mm-hmm. it was really dope. It was like I ain't never been to Tribeca. I ain't never been, like I I low key feel like I got cheated because COVID, because mm-hmm. you know you couldn't you know couldn't even do the red carpet side by side with other people. And I want to go and people doing all the raw dog hugging. <laughs> but
2: I don't wait know why a minute, I'm
4: you, were... you raw dog hugging. I I, I, I don't
3: anything. know either. I don't know, but weren't you the EP on this one, executive yes,
4: producer? Yes, Look at you. executive producer credit. Thank you nice. very much. Uh, thank you also, uh, real quick. I have to give a thank you to everybody who watched the. Um, I can't say I hosted. I moderated a panel with President Barack Obama for the Dad and Fatherly yes. com. That's up on their respective websites. You can go and watch me and Obama talk to four regular. It really is. Me and four, it's Obama talked to five daddies. I was one of them, but I was just (laughs) the one that was in charge of leading the conversation. That's a smooth brother right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a smooth brother. It's my pleasure, though, to introduce a brother that, you know, I think he's going to be a fun addition to the show. Mm -hmm. Jacqueline, I know he's going to bring some of them radio editing skills that he's learned over the last 20, 30 years in the game. He's going to bring some of that... Them chuckles here and there, from his time in the comedy game, and um, he went to Morehouse. So I won't hold it
5: against him, but
4: um, it's my pleasure to to invite Old Ralph to be a chuck. Can I say your government name? We're gonna have to come up with a nickname for your son.
5: That would be my government name, sir. Uh, okay. It, it, it was so it's such a good government name. I also named my son that, so it's four of us now. He's the fourth. I'm the third.
4: Ralph, where you from, man?
5: I am from uh, the great Commonwealth of Virginia, sir, right outside of Washington D.C. Uh, that's where I grew up. That's where I, that's where I got my bones. Chopped up everything, and uh, yeah, that's home. That's home. All right.
4: Well, then this is gonna this is gonna be a fun ride, man. We we gotta get we, we'll out since you since it's your first time on the show, we gotta get to know you a little bit. So, mm-hmm. I want to hear about your worst or your first job. But before we get to that, we got a little piece of business that um we'd love for you to hang around with us on. It's called Cody's Most Outstanding Employee of the Week.
5: Cody's most outstanding employee of the week.
4: There was a brother. They praised him on Twitter. Ralph, can you find him for me real quick? Um, It was a black guy, Delta Mm. Flight. And he Mm -hmm. hog-tied a dude in the middle of the flight. I don't know if they put his name in the articles, but, you know, on the internet now, everybody's a reporter. Mm -hmm. And people on Twitter were praising this brother. Like, he was praying in his seat on the way way down or whatever, uh, on the descent to take this brother into custody. And the fact that nowadays these flight attendants are basically, you are a safety marshal. hmm You are a hospitality liaison. Mm-hmm. You are, I say it jokingly, but yes, you are in charge of serving people. Yes. Then on top of all that, now you gotta be a club bouncer? True. That shit ain't worth the COVID that you catch in the middle
5: of that fight. Mm. Ain't gonna it's pay not me to check it. out these. That ain't even right. It's, it's
4: yo. I think part of the reason why people fly try flight attendants, OJG.
3: Why yeah.
4: the uniform? What the uniform is on some chump shit, like they be in that little stupid vest with that dress shirt underneath. Like any motherfucker with a vest on with no coat, you're just a magician. You're a magician or a blackjack dealer, like. Any job, name me a job with a shirt and just a vest that you respect. Wow. Prince. Bartender. Prince. Who, Prince? Get Prince. out of here.
3: Prince wore just a vest Don't. and cute pants You're and that's,
5: that's not fair, that's Prince.
4: That's like, you can't, Prince in a vest, that's not fair. You may as well said Jesus. Like, <laughs> <it's Right. laughs> neck and neck. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Prince oh come on really that's Prince that's not fair No,
4: I don't remember that brother's name but no that that guy um, you, you know,
5: know. alright Roy just so you know I was trying to look it up and I and I wrote exactly what you said black guy saves flight and of course only thing that came up was Denzel Washington over and over again. <laughs>
4: um,
5: so I don't know if we're going to know this guy's name today I just know that if you type in to google black guy slaves flight you get Denzel Washington, an alcoholic airline pilot who miraculously crash lands his plane after mechanical failure slaying nearly everyone on board. Nearly everyone. Oh, there we go. Um, so the guy's name is Denzel Washington, Roy. We'll referring to him as <laughs> Denzel Washington. It's a lot oh, easier. Oh no,
4: here, here, oh no, they don't. Oh yeah, there he is, Christopher, ironically.
5: His name is Christopher Williams.
3: Are you serious?
5: Yeah. Really? Yeah. G-Money? G-Money saved a flight? <laughs> Jiva, CMB, that's all we got. I'm sorry.
4: (laughs) The plane departed Los Angeles and Mm -hmm. was on its way to Nashville and was forced to make a landing in Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. The passenger attempted to rush the cockpit Mm -hmm. but was not successful. The passenger kept saying, you gotta stop this plane. And a Delta flight attendant, and Jacqueline, I wish you could see a picture of this man. They got this man in a gray vest with a purple long sleeve shirt on. You respect
5: his vest. You're gonna respect his vest, look at that. you respecting that, but he'll hog tie you, bruh.
4: So he respect did, they vest. literally did hog tie him. <laughs> they literally hog tied the suspect. You cannot put people in vests and dress shirts and expect them to keep the peace.
5: Bruh, the video, so- he, he hog tied this dude for real for and then put him face down in the seat with his ass up. Oh yes. wow, he got crack out and everything, that's, that you're gonna take the man's pride and hog tie him that's the hardest so
3: fight what, what do you wear what do you wear what do you think a flight attendant is supposed to wear then
4: I, whatever a club bouncer wear put him in some slacks and a, a fucking black turtleneck and one of them secret service earpieces facts
3: that's at a fancy club
4: do you who get tried more flight attendant or a bouncer just dress him like a bouncer just the fact, if I at least look like maybe I could kick your ass, that'll reduce in-flight incidents by 20%. I
3: look like that.
4: And who tries you? No, you also I... carry a gun. Bingo. Do you not? Are you not a licensed, permitted gun Absolutely. owner? Absolutely. Which means you move differently in this world. Absolutely. There's a sternness behind your eyes. I tease <laughs> you a little bit, but behind your eyes, there is a I will fuck you up if it comes to it. If you, if you had on a vest, Jacqueline, I would try you every day.
2: Mm. Okay.
4: I just, you know, they have them in foreign. Oh, my God. The foreign airlines, the outfits are even worse. They have to wear stupid hats and these big oh, yeah. fucking Saturday Night Fever collars coming out the top
5: of the shirt. I also blame the tchotchkes, bro. Don't forget the tchotchkes, like the little, the little, <laughs> little pins they put going down the side to just let you know. Alabama they really are like you can't really you you see somebody and they got the one pin that says work 20 years and they got the other pin that's like goddamn handing like a teddy bear to a child. I might rob you. I might literally
4: look like human teddy bears, JG,
5: especially the Emirates Airlines. The ladies on the Emirates Airlines have the most complex uniform where they got the veil and the hat and all that kind of stuff. They don't look like they bring in any smoke. So, Clarence
4: Williams of Delta Airlines in a purple shirt and a gray vest. You are Cody's most
5: outstanding employee of the week.
4: Congratulations. Before we get into the break here and get into this world of employment, Ralph, tell us one of your worst or your first jobs, brother. Um. Mm. Endear yourself to the RJF family.
5: Okay. Worst job, quite simply, was uh, working for uh, and helping to create the show. Worst job I ever had. Holy
4: Whoa. Shit. Oh Whoa. Shit. load your guns. Let me sit
2: up. <laughs>
5: What's What's that? That? <laughs> um Ooh. yeah, man. Uh so I uh I can talk about it now because all the court stuff is over and real people sued him. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs>
5: they were like, hey, we got this great idea for you. Why don't you pack up from DC and move out to Los Angeles and help produce this <laughs> show? Think about it, it'll be bigger than you. And I was like, Well, I don't like it. Um, and to say it nicely as best I can, uh, cause I don't have enough alcohol. Um, it was, it was a really hard job simply because of, uh, and he was a rough character to work for. And, uh, it was hard for me because I like to think I'm real pro-black. Uh, but it's hard to be pro-black when the villain is black. Like it's real hard to be black when
2: the villain is black.
5: And, um, nobody at the time really wanted to listen to me about it. And I looked like the crazy angry black person with dreads. Um and did you uh, have dreads at the time? I absolutely had dreads, but but when I okay. met, uh, put it like this: first time I met.
4: Just so you know, we've been beeping his name the entire time you've been talking. Yes, but
5: oh, keep telling yeah. the story. Oh, it's please more beep fun his name. It's more it's beep more fun
4: name. with the beeps, ain't? Eh? Uh, yeah, that's fine. Over you, you just got hot.
5: Oh, I love it. So, um, at the time, I had dreads, and uh I woke up late. I woke up late and got to this meeting. And when I got to the meeting. Everybody started making jokes about, oh, you must have been smoking that weed. You must have been high. You must have been that other. And I was like, what do I look like showing up high? No, I'm not high. Leave me alone. And I got so distressed about. It, I went home and cut off all my hair because they really leaned in me. Like it was it was a hard it was a hard job simply because it was the worst job I had because it affected me the most for other jobs that I had. Like I was really shell shocked and scared to, to trust and work with folks, um, especially black people. How old are you? Um. I was twenty six, twenty-seven. Mm,
3: that was a formidable. So
4: in working on a show, because the people didn't hear the name, but working <laughs> on a show with a black host mm-hmm. who is mm-hmm. respected. Mm-hmm. How does that affect your relationship? And I and I'm asking it seriously, how does that inform your relationship? with other black people down the road? Um, because you have to get another job.
5: Yeah, How does that yeah. inform
4: your role? Especially with celebrity, because especially when you're a producer, producers, and I say this jokingly with Jacqueline, but producers really are about the fucking lifeblood of a show, they're the ones that make the shit work. The producers go get all the raw ingredients.
5: It taught me, uh, the biggest lesson I actually walked away from that is, it's all about the work. I can remember the sister who told that to me uh, when she saw me in one of my worst moments and she was like as long as you can remember it's about the work you'll be fine and that was enough for me to not only get through that but when i started running across other people in my journalism career who were not nearly as bad but pretty tough uh that's what I, i would just surround myself and just make sure i got the work done and stop worrying about the personalities of the people i think that when you're young and you're first coming out of school or you're getting your first job we all kind of romanticize them. You know, we, we kind of think that we're going to be there forever or we're just going to make all these great changes because you're young and you're dumb and you still have all that energy to think that you can change a lot of things without understanding how hard that process really is. And, uh, you know, it, it taught me a lot, though. It taught me, it taught me a lot. And uh, it definitely, it was horrible, but it made me a hell of a lot stronger in a lot of respects, too.
3: So wait a minute. Are we messing up the young people that work for you, Roy? Because... You're generous with your time with them. You're generous with your comments with them. And you get on to them when necessary. But when it's time for them to go, they're like, I don't want to leave. And I'm like, you have to go. So are have we. To go. Yeah. Are we messing them up by being. Mm, I, yeah.
4: I am trying. I try to with the people that I work with to make sure that they at least know their worth and that their mm-hmm.
5: ideas matter. So and that's important, man. Like, I, I can't stress if, if you are messing people up by like, giving them that as a foundation to mess people up all the way through, like just mm. you should. I mean, I, I don't. The biggest lesson of all of it for me, my worst job taught me that ultimately is just it's just a period. It's just a, it's just a, a stopping point in your life. It's not your entire life. Um, and sometimes all that stuff gets really crushing and it can feel really heavy. Um, but you know it's it's the small things, man like all I had a lot of fun when I lived in Los Angeles. The job was the worst part, but I had but I was in l a doing it The job was horrible, but everything else um that I could possibly mistakenly get involved with, including which I'll tell you about later, I went on a blind date with Kobe Bryant's sister, but I didn't know it was Kobe Bryant's sister, as you shouldn't
4: have, yeah, so I could know whether or not you love me or not, <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, I screwed that all the way up. I told her that uh. I told her that uh, Kobe was a great player, but he'd shoot you out of the game and he needed a big man to win. And then she got up and started talking to Derek Fisher and never came back. Wow.
4: It was a great
5: wait, night. It was a great he, night. It was a horrible night. A... Yeah. Was this is
4: before or after Kobe got them three rings with Shaq?
5: Oh, this is after the three rings. This is after the three rings. So oh, yeah, no. man. Oh, yeah, man. And a and homie who sent me up on the date didn't tell me who she was until we got to the end of the night. and We were walking her to her car. And I looked down at her license plate and it says Bryant 2. And I was like, yo man, why her license plate say Bryant 2? My man was like, oh yeah, cause that's Shea, dog. Hey, she mad cool. And I was like, "Shay'a who? He was like, Kobe's little sister, Shea Bryant. And I was like, no.
3: Bye bye.
5: Bye bye. Take me home. And then
4: you are at work the next day and telling you you ain't shit. Bingo. (laughs) It was a nice life. I, I I know we gotta keep the show moving, but I, here's here's the last question I'm curious about because sure. I'm always interested when we talk about what well, we don't talk. This is the first time we've actually talked about working for a black tyrant. Huh.
5: tyrant. Well put. No, oh, no, that was tyrant. a right word. That was a right word, JG.
6: There's
4: a lot of tyrants in entertainment <laughs> yes. on the black side of the game who are praised yeah. by a lot of people. When deep down, when the cameras is off and the doors is closed, they are some evil, terrible, abhorrent. I pulled that one out of thesaurus. I like
5: Abhorrent. that.
4: Abhorrent, really,
5: motherfuckers. JJ, right there.
4: I could ruin a lot of fucking people that you fucking respect, and I wanna they do, miss. and they do good work. Here is the crazy I, part: I'm,
5: they do good work. Uh-huh. They do awesome work, but I am more than willing to run down the bleeps right now because I don't have to work for anybody. <laughs> I can run them down. We can go, <laughs> just bleep me for about five minutes. I'll give you any name you want, but I, but in all seriousness. Uh, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll see your no, go ahead.
4: how did how did you leave the job? How did you get out? Mm-hmm. Because I think yeah. that's an important part of it for people. Because when you're in a job that is, when you're young and opportunistic, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the idea of this is a good opportunity. I better not never let go because ain't nobody. And they instilling you that so many other people want this job. Mm-hmm. It like a lot of jobs in entertainment, especially in fucking journalism, bro, are where when somebody leaves, everybody gossips about that person after they leave. Can you believe he quit that man, crazy.
5: So uh, since we're bleeping and all, let's just say that said bleeping person might have ranted on um, a recording without seeing, he, he, he ranted in a studio without paying attention to the record light um, because he just didn't like record lights. And he said some really despicable things to a, to a woman on the staff. Uh, it caused all of us to get together. And let's say that a bleep company wanted us to delete the files, but it just so happened that my man was in charge of IT. So instead of us deleting the files, we went in and made copies of the file because we figured we would need it, you know what I'm saying, if some bullshit happened. And uh, when it came time for, for them to try and extend my uh, contract, They wanted me to stay for three extra months, but at this point, like it was like if I see them, we're going to blows. And they were like, "Well, you just have to get past that." And I was like, "I don't think I can get past that." And they were like, "Well, we're gonna make you get past it." And I was like, "Oh, really?" And so I went to my desk and I pulled out the little CD and I put it in the doggo machine and I said, "Here's how it's gonna work. Y'all gonna send me home. Either y'all gonna send me home or I'm gonna send this to every press person I've met the entire time I've been in LA. And I met a lot of people, so it's up to you." And the woman was like, "Well, what's on that tape?" Said, "Why don't you play it?" She played it. She heard the first two and a half seconds and was like, okay, so the movers will be at your house next week. Do you want to take some time off or do you want to, do you want to just go straight back to work or, and that, and that, and honestly, that was the biggest mistake I made in that whole situation. I should have taken time off, but they wanted me to drive across the country and I'm black. I ain't doing that. Uh, So I instead just went back and started working as soon as I got back and I shouldn't have done that, but that's how I got out of it.
4: Jacqueline, I don't know if we can trust this nigga.
1: <laughs>
4: we might have to let this motherfucker go. Man.
1: Stop it. If I can be
5: recording the bosses and shit. Man. Hey, hey, hey. Let I'm not going to record you as long as you're not stupid enough to say something with a damn recording room. If you do do that, if we could. Like, it's not that hard. You understand the the on-air like.
4: <laughs> After the break, man, we are going to get into the world of employment. Peace, Ralph. He's rolling with us right now. I don't know if legal is gonna let Ralph still be a part of this shit after that story. But that's why we do it, man. This is real shit, man. This is inspiration, man. This is a job fair. We'll be back.
7: Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty.
0: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
2: The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime Original Series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.
4: Job fair. We are back. Got a friend sitting in with us, the homie Ralph. I don't want to call you RC, that feels too. Also, RC cold is not delicious.
5: It's not. It's not. I do miss it sometimes. but no, it's not very good. It's always flat. It's always flat. Yeah. I, uh, you know
4: I, re- I respect the soda like RC Cola. They never advertise.
5: They know what it
3: is. How old you are y'all? I don't remember Fago, this at They go the same
5: yes. way. They go put yeah, this stuff out there. like. You look, see that everywhere.
4: Trap. Come fuck with us,
5: right? You know what a good <laughs> shit is. Rock Creek. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. Ninety eight percent sugar shoulders. You know what I'm saying? I support that. <laughs> RC Cola. Look, you want to get healthy, get some Tampico. Yo, you ain't ready.
4: Tampico, thick like antifreeze. I can't drink that (laughs) shit. It's like OG Sunny Delight.
5: (laughs) It's like Sunny Delight with chalk.
4: Yo, have you ever seen people, Jacqueline? You ever seen people with those fucking home soda brewing machines? Like, I make soda at my house. And I'm like, that shit got to be
5: flat.
3: I've never seen
4: those. I know what There's you're talking about though. You, you wouldn't soda be talking stream.
5: about a Soda Stream, would you? Yeah, a
4: Soda. Sh- uh oh, you got one. You got one. You know,
5: you want me to go get it? <laughs> no. Uh, okay. No. I just we
4: can just clown you from right here.
5: Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I'm fine with that. <laughs> How
4: effective is this Soda
5: Stream? Um, believe it or not, it's super effective, man. I like the I like the thing. Uh, you just can't use too much syrup or it's nasty. You must use too much of the syrup, it's nasty as I don't know what. But but other than that, it ain't bad. It ain't bad. I like
4: it. You we just don't came. talk too much shit about SodaStream. They buy could be a soda. sponsor of the show one, one
5: day. Look, if it make you feel better, I found my first one in a thrift store. So you can talk about them all you want to. That joint was all right. I find oh, everything I in you. the thrift store.
4: I can tell you who won't be sponsoring the show anytime soon. The <laughs> show.
5: He can't sue you. He, God, he don't sue you. <laughs> Bleep that too, Lawrence. <laughs> we ain't giving no hints. God
4: bless producer Lawrence for all these beeps he's got to put in this episode. Uh, speaking of brewing stuff at the crib, um, I know we're about to enter into the world of employment with the yes. brewing company. Uh, if you or a company is hiring, we would love to hear from you. RoyceJobFair at com. It's a simple email. We'd love to have you on the show to be a part of this and, Share something in the world of employment. Now, before we talk to this wonderful, wonderful woman, black woman, black women's. Yes. Before we talk to this black women's. Mm-hmm. Snap your fingers, snap your black women's, black women's. Uh What do we know about? I, I, I'll say this about people who brew their own beer. I respect it, but there's something slightly annoying about them. <laughs> like it's like people who like in terms of annoyance, like people who won't shut the fuck up about the thing they love. Let's rank rank them. Mm. Vegans. Oh Yo, vegans
5: are high on average, True. yes. Yes.
4: True. Soul, yes. Cycle. Pelotons. Wait a minute. Yeah, soul Pelotons. cycle Peloton. Yeah, soul cycle peloton. Yeah, we we'll put them they in the
5: same.
4: Yeah. Family feud, we we'll put a slash, put them in the same bucket. Mm. Um but vegan. Peloton people won't shut the fuck up. (laughs) CrossFit people. Mm. (sighs) They don't shut up. True. People who enjoy edibles, not weed heads, Mm -hmm. not just people who just smoke weed, but people who enjoy edibles, they don't shut the fuck up.
5: I think it's the people who newly discovered, the people who have newly discovered the edibles don't shut the fuck up. I, I agree okay, with you
4: Okay, fair enough, fair the enough. Old, I mean, I'm not a part of the culture, so um, I don't, so you got a better scope on it than me. You've probably been around some smokers and they probably chill.
5: I would go as far as, sir, to tell you that if you needed somebody who could uh, report on the culture from a uh, um, hands-on perspective, I might be your guy. I can help you Beautiful. with that.
3: You're going to get a call from HR before me today.
5: They could call me all they want to. The laws have changed. That's why I'm applying (laughs) for jobs again. You can be a weed head and work at Amazon. They ain't even testing you no more. I'm all about it. You know how hard it
4: is? (laughs) These craft brewers, I know that they're proud of it. But there's, it's a culture, and I'll just say that I respect that culture, but it's just something that I don't understand. I just know it takes a long ass time to make beer. I think that's part of why I ain't really big on it.
3: I'm always scared that they're making it in their tub, and their tub is dirty. If you don't like put that- um Did you want to put some comment in the
4: tub first?
3: If you don't clean your tub right, I'm like, uh, you shower, oh gosh.
5: You in there getting foot scummy beer. <laughs> just all kind of scummy beer. That, okay, I understand your future, that's fair.
4: Drinking an Irish Spring IPA. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, 1979, mm-hmm. President Jimmy Carter legalized home brewing.
3: Uh-huh.
4: In the late 1980s to early 90s, the process of craft brewing became more of a hobbyist with appeal to the mainstream. The early momentum gave way to two waves of massive growth. The first wave crested in 1999, and this was on the cusp of the dot-com bubble bursting. Google that one, children, when they all thought Y2K was going to end everything, and it didn't. Um, And then a second wave of growth uh, in 2016. So, all right, good for them. Thank you to our researcher down South Georgia girl for mm-hmm. pulling a little bit. There's a lot more here I could read. Mm-hmm. Uh, Top-earning brewmasters can make up to 100000 a year at a large brewery. Mm-hmm. All right, that's some bread. That's some bread. That's all right, bread. let's get on the phone. Let's talk to this black women's. JG, where we going?
3: We're going down to Philadelphia. We have Shola, and she's the general manager at Triple Bottom Brewing, and it's Philly's Fair
4: Chance Brewery. Okay. Now, Shola, did I get that right, Shola? You
1: did, yeah.
4: Okay. So, first and foremost, um, my apologies on the the '76s and the struggles that they've had as a franchise wow. over the last couple. Listen, I come to you as a casual Charlotte Hornets fan, and, and we didn't even make the playoffs. <laughs> wounded.
1: So... I'm wounded. <laughs> Ouch. How you? Oh my God! How I respond to this? Like Phil ah, you're putting me in a tough spot. <laughs> putting me in a tough spot.
4: <laughs> so, when we talk about brewing, mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I don't have many conversations with Black people and especially Black women mm-hmm. about that art because it is an art. I I akin it to baking. I don't think it's any different than. Making wine, where there's a specific skill set, and you have to know what chemicals you're mixing with yeah. what, and how long to ferment, and you know, like there's there's a there's a lot of chemistry going on with this. It ain't just leaving potatoes in a prison toilet and drinking whatever oh the God. hell come out.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so shout nice.
4: out to jail margaritas. Uh, how did you get into this? Let's just uh, start well, there. I, yeah.
1: So I was already in the. Um, in the restaurant hospitality industry. I came more so from like the, you know, fast casual to fine dining side of things and then the cocktail side of things. And then I sort of, the people who own Triple Bottom Brewing, um, Tess, Bill and Kyle, they um, reached out to me. They found out about me through a regular that I had at a, at, at a um, sort of high-end Sichuan Taiwanese restaurant that I was managing at the time. Um, and they were like, hey, so we are going to be opening up a brewery and we're going to be doing things a little bit different. Mm -hmm. You know, are you down? And at that time I sort of took a step away from the restaurant industry Mm -hmm. to sort of focus on some other stuff. And then I heard about the mission and I was like, this is really cool. Like I'll definitely get on that. And I already had a background in ordering beer. Um, I had been to, you know, the Czech Republic. I'd been to Prague. They're really serious about beer over Mm -hmm. there. And so, you sort of so get doing the,
4: all the sipping and the wafting. Yeah, is the, that like the Napa Valley yes. of craft brewing?
1: Yeah, just it's like the Napa Valley of craft. Well, not the way that like they do it over there is like Pilsner's, lagers, right? And here we're like IPAs and like double hazies and all this kind of stuff. But they're like, they're serious about it. Like you talk to anybody okay. over here and they're like, we drink the most beer. We're the world champs at drinking beer. And everybody needs to know that. And so you sort of get into that culture. And so I already had that background in beer. And I was like, hey, yeah, um, Philly is a really big beer, has a really big beer scene. And so I was like, let's do it. Let's, let's open up this burn company.
4: It's just everybody I meet that's into craft beer. They're either a snob like a wine person, or they're a mad scientist and they make it themselves. And they're like, "You gotta try this, man! I took nips and I put it with the chocolate and the nut. I'm like, you know what, man? I'm straight. I'm gonna just have some whiskey. Uh, so, Triple Bottom Brewing Company, let's let's talk a little bit about the positions that you all are hiring for. Um, I would love to talk about that, and then I know Jacqueline. I know you want to talk with her a little bit about the world of small business, but mm-hmm. first, let's let, let's cover why you came on the show first.
1: Yeah, so right now, the sort of the hiring market for you know people in the restaurant industry and in the bar industry. It's kind of tough, we're having trouble like hiring folks, mm-hmm. um, but we are hiring for just about all positions. So that is bartender, um, busser and bar back, food runner. And then we have like a kitchen position where people can you know help us prep food, help us make food. Um, and so those are all the positions we're hiring for. And, um, I'm really big on training folks, mm-hmm. so you don't necessarily need to know everything about beer. Um, in fact, when we interview people, I think I ask them one question about beer and it's like, how much do you know about beer? And some of them are like, I don't know anything. I'm like, that's cool, that's fine. I can tell you like beer has four ingredients in it. I can I can tell you about how beer is made, right? But I'm looking for folks that are just ready to hop in there, ready to work and also are very cool about working with yeah. you know a diverse group of people um, from a lot of different backgrounds so that's what we're hiring for
4: okay how can people reach you if they want to be a part of that
1: yeah it's a hello at triple bottombrewing.com
3: what i like about her and what i like about the company is that you believe in paying people a fair wage tell us more Sheila.
1: yeah so we opened up september 2019 um that's when we first opened our doors so we were open for about six months before everything mm-hmm. shut down Um, And so we're super, like, super blessed to still be, like, operational. We made it through. Mm -hmm. Um, But even from day one, actually, even before day one, when we did our two weeks of training, um, we were always paying people $15 an hour. There you go. Um, As a small business, um, no matter what you do, front of house, back of house, minimum, you're getting $15 an hour. And you're also getting tips as well. So we have some folks who, um, you know, make a good amount of money. Um, And I find that if you make a good amount of money because you have the fifteen dollars or you know whatever whatever it is and you also have the tips you stick around more you're happier at work you're like you know you're not doing stuff you're not morale i'm not Mm -hmm. gonna
4: steal all of your plates and knives like i did at golden corral
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it it definitely i've worked a lot of industry jobs where you know i wasn't getting paid well and i was like i wasn't stealing or anything but i was like ah, you know I don't really need to apply myself Mm -hmm. super hard here. Like, you know, the check averages here is $11, even 20% of that is no money. So I'm just gonna chill. So I like to think when I talk to my staff, I like to think about like, okay, what's the check average is gonna be? What are we gonna do to make sure that everybody, you know, like this is equitable for everybody. This makes sense for everybody that people can go home and pay their bills and do all of that. So yeah.
4: this is great. This is great that you all were ahead of the curve of actually being decent to employees. Mm-hmm. How about that? A company that actually gives a damn. That's weird. Yeah. You see
3: it's a and black also- woman. <laughs> yes. Black woman.
1: <laughs> we're also providing healthcare uh, paid time off um, and like a few other benefits like that. So, um, and then we have internal internships um, because we're fair chance employers. So some of our team members are, you know, coming from former incarceration or former homelessness. And so yep. we're just trying to give them a leg up. And so we work with really great um, nonprofit partners where, you know, we get to meet people who, you know, just want to come to work and do their best and, and, and learn and grow with us. I love it.
4: Well, thank you so much for coming on the job. Thank fair. You we appreciate you. It. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much today. Wonderful, wonderful people there at Triple Bottom Brewing Company in Philadelphia. Uh, after the break, we're going to meet the homie Narado and introduce him to Ralph. I got a feeling these two brothers are going to get along. You know, I, I just, I got a hunch, and I got a hunch that that's going to, you know, annoy Jacqueline <laughs> just a little bit. I've been, to be right, I've been waiting to be Rod, brother. been waiting to meet Big Okay. Back. Back. All right. Here we go. So we'll do that after the break and we'll get into a scam of the week, Ralph. I'm sure you've seen some hustles in your day. Hopefully, no scams that were run at the (laughs) show. (laughs) I'ma just keep saying the name. (laughs) (laughs) Job there. We'll be right back.
7: Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty.
0: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
2: The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime Original Series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash the shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.
4: RJF, we are back. The homie Ralph sitting in the third chair. AKA Mr. Fuck. <laughs> 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 uh. That's um, a nice, I know you guys are like him. That's a 20-year grudge, bro. It is 2021, and you still are like, nope, well, that was my worst job. He was a terrible boss, and it was unnecessary to treat people that way. Facts. Facts. Well, Ralph, I know that you've listened to the show quite a bit before, you know, we had you on with this, so I know what you know is about to happen right now is the music has just changed, and... Uh, it's time to bring on the show a gentleman that i believe the viacom and iheart radio comedy central lawyers will be happy to hear from because he is now no longer the title holder for legal liability to the program now that ralph is on the show ralph is taking him off the of sticks and, um, i'm sure the lawyers will be happy to hear from him here um, He is the only man to celebrate Juneteenth in three different time zones on the same day. He is the author of the hit book, How to Pull a Woman at a Black Power Protest. He comes to us from parts unknown, helping you break the ice with coworkers of the opposite race. His mama named him Narado, we call him Rod for short, Rod. I bid you a good day, sir. What's cracking? How the hell are you doing, man?
9: I I'm good, man. I see I see you got a little a little mason jar going on. You drinking moonshine?
4: No, this was a... I got this at the New York I went to Mets Cubs last week and uh that's a little a little something in there. Don't worry about it what's in there, but uh they
9: put the I Mets have... logo on Mason. That is cultural appropriation of the South. <laughs> 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 that's, that's not it's, cool.
4: New York gentrification, just a little vodka and soda, just a little something tonight. I normally don't drink with you, brother. Uh, Got a friend sitting in, sitting in here with us. Rod, I want to introduce you to uh, Ralph Ralph comes to us from the world of uh, 20, 30 years of journalism, as well as a little stand-up comedy sprinkled in there, and uh, as you heard from the bleeps, (laughs) he has some, he has some professional qualms. (laughs) but <laughs> it sound
9: like it's on site
4: <laughs>
5: yeah it might be it might be home it, 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 it might be bro for real bro real <laughs> bro it, it really it's good might to be. meet
9: you man i mean it's good to meet you but that's uh that's wild to you said you were banned at every stop on a tour that's yeah. that sounds like you' know what I'm saying you like been sending letters to somebody I was like hey bro like i, I just want to let you know I'm gonna kill you when i see you <laughs>
5: I might, I might have had that stereotype of being an angry black man right. over my head for a while, and I might have bought into it. I might have bought into. It. I am not, I am not a violent person. I smoke very expensively, so I don't see the point of getting upset with anyone.
4: Real quick, Rob, before we get into breaking the ice, um, I guess I need to ask you first. Um, one, what are you sipping on? Are you drinking tonight, or is it just me and Ralph?
9: Oh like no, I'm I'm there. I'm definitely uh, doing my my usual. I got a little uh, rum, pineapple juice, and Sprite going right now in this Atlanta Braves coffee tumbler because I All got right now. I got coffee in the South. So it's, if if this baseball it's Braves, but I myself am a Boston Red Sox. What fan. did you
4: call that? What is that called again? A hobo chili?
9: A <laughs> no, is- hobo fruit salad. Yeah, hobo, food salad. Uh, hobo my peach, salad. My, my peach whiskey, Jericho. <laughs>
5: <laughs> All right, now nah. that's happy juice. I like that. So,
4: Rod, did you get into any Juneteenth celebrate? Here's a bigger question about Juneteenth, as it relates to our white coworkers. Uh uh-huh. And I know Juneteenth has just passed, but Juneteenth is for the entire month. All right. Can you wish your black co-worker a happy Juneteenth? Um,
9: I think Is you only tasteful? can if, you, if you're if you friends with them. If y'all are tight on a personal level, you can. But you can't just see some black person you never talked to at the job and go, happy Juneteenth, my man. It's just like that. That's not, that's not right.
4: <laughs> okay. Okay. Expand on why. Why? Ralph, Mm-hmm. You've worked in a lot of corporate. You used to work at. Now you know it's a lot of white folks that's on the right side of the issues, and want black people to know that they hear them, and that I'm here to start a dialogue, and I've had an awakening. You know, I've been to the places. A lot of it's a lot of well-intentioned white folks there.
5: Very well-intentioned.
4: Okay, so you walking through the halls of and one of your white colleagues walked past, and the one of them or whoever was there when you was there. <laughs> Hey buddy, happy Juneteenth. Good, good Juneteenth to you. <laughs> like, what is your next? What's the next thing out of you? Do you say thank you? Because I've never been wished a happy Black History Month. I,
5: I've I've never been wished uh, a happy Juneteenth. However, if I would have been at <laughs> they would have been happy Juneteenth, Rob, I'd have looked them squarely in the eye and taken a very good craft view from them and said la and kept it moving. That's what I'd have <laughs> done. I'd've, I I didn't want no smoke. They celebrated every black holiday like they knew what was going on when I was there. So, you know, I I was like, okay. Every black holiday comes with beer. So as long as it comes with beer for white people, I'm good with that. I'm fine. We can celebrate (laughs) it all.
4: (laughs) All right. So I think for now, white people don't, we're just gonna say collectively, JG, (laughs) is it unanimous? You shouldn't wish a happy Juneteenth?
5: Wish Juneteenth if you're bringing beer, man to give up some alcohol when they wish you Juneteenth. I think that's absolutely acceptable. Okay.
3: Don't say that to me. Don't wish me a happy Juneteenth. Nothing. I'm going to go back in my mind and think about what that means and then I'm going to write you a nasty email and delete it before I send it. Don't say that to
4: me. But it's not like they walked up to you and said, happy Juneteenth. You're welcome. They told me...
3: They told me happy Juneteenth, which makes me think about oh, my ancestors were slaves, and you're happy now that we're free, but we're not really free, whatever.
9: Well, Don't see, now, 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 see, now that's just you making it a personal problem.
3: It, it is, <laughs> I <laughs> completely understand problem.
9: what Ralph is saying. You can wish me a happy anything no. if you're giving me a gift on top of it, like that's because at that point, yeah. it's more about getting a gift than it is what it's you a say. Gift. Like, if somebody it gives me a good. gift for my birthday. But they accidentally say, like, oh, happy Valentine's Day. I won't be like, it's not Valentine's Day. It's my birthday, you asshole. I'm just going to take the shirt and say thank you. So I, I get that. Yeah, if you're giving me a gift, uh, happy Juneteenth, uh, happy, uh, you know, Confederate's Day, whatever the fuck you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> whatever <everybody> Day. As long as you got something with a bow on it to put uh, in my hands, yeah. I'll Y'all celebrate. Y'all give
5: me whiskey. Give Anything. me whiskey for happy Robert E. Lee Day. Right. And I'm going to drink that whiskey with you. Yeah, Real talk. So every, so I mean, I like you. I mean, no. I like you, but I'm going to drink your whiskey. I'm going to drink your whiskey.
3: Now, so man. you're easily bought. Now.
5: No. I am not easily bought. I just that's don't good, turn right. down opportunities. There's a difference.
4: <laughs> JG. Yes. JG, what's your price then?
3: Oh, that's a good
4: question. What, what can somebody give you? and then they walk up and look you square in the face and go, happy Juneteenth. Mm. Tell your ancestors they're welcome. <laughs> what do they hand you right after saying that, that lets you let that shit slide?
1: Ooh,
3: it's gonna have to be some real money involved.
4: One of in them the tail fare bags, is that the ones? Is that the inflatable <laughs> handbag?
3: Mm-mm. I don't even carry a purse now. I'm a book bag red girl. Red bottom. I gotta go. Okay,
4: one of them red bottom shoes. Maybe okay, we red can start here?
3: talking. Some Blue Tiffany stuff. We can start talking. I didn't say yes yet. We can start talking about it. We can negotiate. I like to negotiate. Hey,
9: man, you give me a Happy Juneteenth gift. It can be a Sebastian <laughs> Telfair jersey if you want it to be. You give me a gift. Bro, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? <laughs>
4: All right, Rod, let's get to it. This is why we always have you on It's ugly as hell, too. Right, let's start with the Black people. What can the Black people bring up with their white co-workers this week that'll help them break the ice a little
9: bit? Black people, uh, what's what's really all the rage right now with white people is a recent revelation from the people who are the showrunners of the Harley Quinn animated series Mm -hmm. on HBO Max and I got a quote here I want to go to to make sure I get it correctly Um, you know there's a lot of there's a lot of different
4: like now Harley Quinn that's the that's the Joker's girlfriend yeah yeah in the Batman universe Mm -hmm. that's the Joker's girlfriend
9: yes and she's got her own series on HBO Max right now. And it's a more adult version. It's kind of like an animated version of The Boys. And, you know, they got, oh, uh, they've got got okay. homosexuality, alcohol, sex, nudity. There's a lot happening on that show that you won't catch on a, a Saturday morning
4: cartoon. Real real vices, which is what the real world is. Yeah, so it's a and it's fun. Okay. It's I'm a cool that.
9: show. And uh, there was a recent talk Uh, to people who run those kind of shows about the the leeway you get with these kind of characters for shows like that. And a revelation was made that there was an episode of the Harley Quinn show where Batman went down on Catwoman and the good folks at DC and WB said, we can't have, you gotta take that out, I'm sorry. We can't have Batman eating pussy. <laughs> say it, Rod. Say it. Say it, Rod. What did they say, Rod? What do they tell them? Heroes don't do
5: what, Rod? Heroes the, don't do that's
9: that. Here's the quote. Here's the quote. DC was like, quote, you can't do that. You absolutely cannot do that. Heroes <laughs> don't do that. To which we said, are you saying heroes are just selfish lovers? And they were like, no. It's that we sell consumer toys for heroes. It's hard to sell a toy if Batman is also going down on someone. End quote. <laughs> That's right. The folks at DC say heroes don't eat brand. pussy, and I gotta, I gotta heroes disagree wholeheartedly. <laughs>
4: I'm with, I'm with DC on this, Jacqueline. I'm so sorry. About this story. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> respectfully, <laughs> respectfully, JG. You agree that heroes don't eat
1: pussy, Roy?
4: I agree that an already <laughs> established hero. If you want to have a new hero that does that, then create them. You just referenced the boys on Amazon. Those are all new heroes. Create Coochie Man and... Whatever, I'm sorry, Jacqueline. I'm serious.
5: This is...
3: I'm on mute. I'm going on mute.
4: It's a little raunchier than we normally get, and we have to be really? considerate. Just really? so you know, Ralph, we tra- we have to be considerate. We have a woman on this program.
5: So- no, I totally appreciate so, that. I'm not a hero, a so I understand what she's going through right acoustical now. Acoustical radio presentation, but I am no hero. I,
4: I just don't think you ain't go, like. Look at it from DC's perspective. You have this character that does every which way thing to save and have morals and help people. And then you just got him out here just starting. I mean, Batman has a child out of wedlock, though.
5: I'm about to say, if DC was that concerned, they could have covered the bottom of his face.
9: Why Batman? Why exactly. not
4: Robin? Why not Robin?
9: Robin, he has a girlfriend, too. But Batman has a son who became Robin after... Robin left to go become Nightwing. After Dick Grayson left, and then they brought in Timmy Drake to be the new Robin, then he was gone. Talk he that, was, uh, Talk murdered. that He was murdered by the Joker. And so Batman had a son with Talia Al Ghul named Damian Wayne. He's Robin. So if we can have a Batman that's getting pussy, why can't we have a Batman that's eating pussy? you telling me he, he was raw in that, but not going <laughs> that down. Do we need to <laughs> see
4: it? Do we need to see it? Do we need to know that? Like, I'm also with that same thing with Superman and the Zack Snyder theatrical version of Superman, where they had Superman kill Zod. Mm. Superman don't kill.
9: But that's what There's made the that... Rules. That's the, my favorite comic book movie. And it's my favorite comic book movie moment, because that was like the greatest example of the the, the complexity of being a hero and being Superman. Because the biggest thing people forget about Superman that that movie showed is that Superman's story is an immigrant story. And so instead of him just being the great American hero and some small town Kansas farm boy, they actually dove into how Superman is not some small town kid from Kansas. He's from an alien planet. He doesn't know anybody here, he's not like anybody here. And so he had to meet up with his old people, finally. And he had to kill one of them in order to save the people who had become his people, which was humans. And that was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen on film.
4: Brilliant. Now you justified that Brilliant. deviation from the traditional part of the Superman universe. Now please justify somewhere within the Batman canon that Batman in the middle of fighting crime in Gotham needs to stop over at Catwoman's house and have a snack.
1: Um, She's Catwoman.
9: Have you, have you seen Catwoman? I'm Woman? sorry, Jacqueline. Have <laughs> you I'm seen Catwoman?
4: Jacqueline. First of She's all, Catwoman. secondly, but even when
9: she was bad, she was Batman is rich and famous. And he's not regular rich at regular famous. That nigga, he's the Jeff Bezos of his universe. Mm. And he's also Batman. Catwoman knows he's a billionaire and Batman. You telling me? Bruce Wayne is going to do all this extra stuff, but him eating pussy is the reason the kids are not going to want toys for, for Batman? I'd buy some Batman toys if he was eating pussy. Adam West would have
5: drowned and hurt the kid. <laughs> you better let him know. <laughs>
9: Amen to that.
3: So Catwoman's a gold digger. That's where you're going?
9: No, I'm not saying she's a gold digger. I'm just saying you that You just
3: said he was a billionaire, so you brought that up.
9: That's just a fact. Catwoman knows he's a billionaire and knows he's Batman. That makes him doubly attractive. Why wouldn't she? And this ain't about her. Of course, she would let him eat it. She, he's been tapping that through the universe for years, depending on which earth you're on. But I just don't understand why you can let Harley Quinn show have cursing and completely, like, blatantly let her be a lesbian. But the minute Batman to goes down on his girl, it's like, well, we can't sell Batman toys if he does that. And it's like, why? That doesn't make
4: any sense. I'm, it makes. Per- Go ahead, Jay. Well,
3: I was just going to say, I'm not into this world. I don't know it holistically. But Harley Quinn is a sidekick. So you can mess her up. But the star of your show. You we also
4: don't know a lot about. We also don't know a lot about Harley mm. Quinn until the recent mainstream success of Birds of Prey. And, and it's the, her show, uh, Jared though. Lado it's not just, the
9: Batman show. It's the Harley Quinn development.
4: show. Character development. That's character about her so you can make her, her show, everything though. wild. Yeah. You can make Harley Quinn anything you Batman is Batman. We known Batman, for decades. Everybody grew up on this Batman. Age. Oh my God, Batman! I would be okay with it
9: if, if what they said wasn't "heroes don't eat pussy." I don't. I, I gotta to agree that with, that with Rod.
5: That's that's where I'm at. Like saying that heroes don't eat pussy is just disrespectful.
3: I'm gonna say one last thing. When this show airs, I'm gonna have a <laughs> lot of weird people following me now on social media,
1: uh, <laughs> talking about comics.
3: Things.
4: Two things, and we'll move on. Mm-hmm. One, Rod, Jacqueline's silence during this segment uh-huh. is proof that that scene would not have tested well with the traditional layman fan or TV viewer, who you're trying a, t- a layman TV viewer who you're trying to bring into this story that they know nothing about. So, as a TV executive, uh-huh. if I'm trying to get new viewers. You have to figure out a way to honor the comic book people like you who uh-huh. you know the whole canon and history, every universe, every version of Batman, whatever the fuck. And a nigga who going who that white lady kissing <laughs> on Batman. You like for the layman who only knows Batman as Batcave, Alfred, maybe Robin, uh-huh. you can't have him just pulling panties to the side in the uh-huh. middle I'm, I, I understand why the deviation is cool and different, but it could be too jarring to the overall brand for a layman. And ultimately, all of this shit is to sell toys and it is to sell the IP again and again and again. So that's thing one. Here's question number two for you and Ralph, since y'all are both um, Batman and comic book aficionados. Jacqueline, you may want to take your headphones off. <laughs> do you think Batman took his mask off to eat it or because his mouth is already there, he could just keep his mask on?
5: I think I he think would he keep the it on. He
4: can keep it on. I it's, think he keep yeah. it off.
9: Especially since it's his nose sort of is covered up <laughs> and if you eat pussy right. the right way, you're using your nose and his mask is a little hard so he's getting a little more pressure on the clip with that point on the nose. You gotta keep the cow you said, down. You
5: said... Oh, Rod, are you saying God, that he's using a assume. mask as if it's a rabbit? Is that what you're
9: saying, my brother? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Doug,
5: Doug I love you, you man. I'm just what? putting that out there, yeah. man. I love you, Rod. I'm so glad Why that I finally got you to cry? I love you, bro. I, you love you, bro. Oh, God, I love
4: you,
5: Oh, God, I love Rod. This is amazing. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay,
4: thank you for that, I think, Rod. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. I'm just saying.
5: I feel like flip I was well script. thought out, Rod. I'm all with you, bro. I appreciate it. Rod, that was canon, What's bro. That that's was the- canon right there. Damn
4: it. Some- yeah, you two together gonna be a problem. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> I'm like Jacqueline now. I don't know if you two can be on at the same time. I mean, Rod, flip the script. Get a white people something to bring up to the black cohort.
9: Um, White people, what you should be talking to black people about is uh, keeping with the theme so far is back to Batman. But this time it's a wee bit different. Um, We are uh, in the middle of of getting our first black representation of Batman on TV coming up real soon. You know, the the Batwoman show uh, switched over to a a black Batwoman. Hmm. And it features, uh, if you watch the most recent movies, you know, Morgan Freeman played Lucius Fox. Well, Lucius Fox's son is on the Batwoman show, Uh, Luke Fox, played by a dude named Camrys Johnson. And Camrys Johnson wrote one of the Batwing comic books. Batwing is the black version of Batman uh, who fights crime. Uh, It started out in Africa, actually. He was kind of like DC's version of the Black Panther, Black so man. Batwing was the Black Batman, and now uh, Luke Fox is set to become Batwing on the Batwoman show, will be played by Black man, who also wrote a Batwing comic book. And that's pretty goddamn awesome, man. That's pretty fire. Is it gonna be Idris? <laughs> is it gonna be Idris? Yes. No, it's gonna be Cameras Johnson. It's not a
5: movie. It's a TV show. You just don't do television. You just don't do the WB. <laughs>
3: anything.
5: You just, just don't do the do WB. Do
3: anything.
4: All right, cool. So we got a black Batman on a TV show with a black Batwoman. Hmm. Uh, bring that up to your black co-workers if you want to chat it up with them. Ask them if they've seen the new Batwing. Well, hang on. How do you tactfully bring up this topic? Um... Cause this is kind of this got this kind of smell like Juneteenth. Uh-huh, you just come uh-huh. to somebody, Did you hear about your Black Batman? You finally got your. <laughs> well, with. don't say your. Please don't do that. Yeah,
9: part. definitely don't, don't say your <laughs> Black don't Batman. Say
4: y'all finally
9: got your. Yeah. You see your Black Batman.
4: <laughs> I think you just bring it up as a show that just just have the conversation about TV shows, and then just go. Yeah, I like Batwoman.
9: Yeah, yeah. Bring up and the, the Batwoman show. TV. And then you know, say something not congratulatory about a Black Bat Woman, but say something about like you think it's cool that kids get to see a Bat Woman of a different race now, and it's great to see a Black Woman is batwoman Woman. And then you just jump that into, by the way, they're gonna put a Black Batman on the show too, so that's real cool. And then you just let Black people take it from there. Always remember, white people, when you bring these things up to your Black co-workers, say enough to get them to take over the conversation, and then you don't say anything else until it's over with. So you stay out of trouble.
4: Right.
5: That was perfect.
4: (laughs) Thank you, as always. The podcast is Uncle Rod Story Corner. It is as chaotic as this (laughs) segment is. (laughs) Uh, Rod the number four short Rod for short on all social media if you want to reach out and discuss the Batman universe with him feel free to do so Rod we'll catch up next week brother Um, (laughs) you say that's on HBO Max HBO Max Harley Quinn Yeah. it's already on yeah it's been on
9: for two seasons now
4: all right, what episode number is that? Where they got that?
9: Uh, they, they tried to put it into season three in DC. Oh, no. that's
4: right, that's right. So I'm
9: sure you can catch a porn parody somewhere else on yeah. another site. Uh, Ralph, listen, man, uh, I, I need to get your info and all of that. This over, with. you can come on my podcast. I won't bleep you out. You say whatever the fuck you want to say,
2: my
5: nigga. <laughs> hey, hey, dog. I don't care. Hey, oh, dog. Hey, <laughs> dog. I follow you on Twitter, man. You made my day, bro. Hell yeah, I'm in, man. Hell yeah. Damn.
4: Say the word. Get Ralphs. How can we put it, JG? Ralph unfiltered over, over rods. Oh card. man,
5: man That'll yeah. come for both of us, bro. Yeah, <laughs>
4: they ain't gonna come for
5: me, motherfucker. They gonna come for y'all.
4: Correct. Shit. Me and JG gonna be over here employed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Rod! Thank you as always, bro. All right,
9: Bless up.
5: Hey.
4: All right. Well, those two get along pretty good, JG.
3: Very well.
5: <laughs> I didn't know he was so comic book deep, man. I really didn't. I, I that's that was my black Thanks nerd heart is all of butter, bro. All. It is just Rod. all of
4: butter. Is an amazing mystery of a man. And you just don't know what he's all about. This is a brother who knows about comic books and the Bible and different types of fucking alcohols. He can name you mm-hmm. presidential cabinet positions that have been held since the Carter administration till today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he also goes to a hotel in Nashville where he's a country singer side piece. <laughs>
5: I've heard about him in the country singing. Yeah, I've heard about that. Heard about that. He also
4: sometimes leaves the house barefoot because he needs to feel the energy of the earth or some shit. He's an interesting man. Scam of the week. Let's bring it home, Jacqueline. Welcome back to the program. Well, thank you.
3: I took my headset off.
4: (laughs) Sorry, you had to hear that. I didn't. I, you know, we don't prep Rod. We allow Rod. Absolutely. That's the promise we made him. Yes whatever you think because i don't want to ever tell him what he should be telling people this is what rod legitimately feels will help connect people because rod does know a lot of different types of people so Mm
5: -hmm. i feel like he's helping the people for real man i mean the work the work that he's done in dogs alone is just amazing so i feel like he's really really extending a hand to those who need it and that's no bullshit
4: white people email the show that's true they email the show about once every other week Hey, tell Rod, thanks for that thing. I'm friends with this dude now. Mm -hmm. Ralph, we're going to take it home with you, brother. Give us Uh, a scam. uh, Give us a scam out there that you've seen run at a job or a scam you used to run at an establishment.
5: Scam we used to run. Um, You know, I've been listening to you for a while, and I love the fact that you had on the guy who was selling cocaine out of the Sonics. i've said before i went to morehouse and right across the street right on fair street uh there's a miss winners up there Mm -hmm. and uh they used to have it at the miss chicken and biscuits yeah they used to call it uh you go to miss winners and you order the 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 the, uh the jordan biscuit special that's what you had to call it it was a jordan biscuit special because the special itself was three dollars but then when you put a 20 on top of it they give you two doves of weed uh because my man was at the window (laughs) So, like, you know, you would go to Miss Winters as long as my man was working, as long as you knew the hours that the dude was working, you could go pick up your, you know, your munchies and your weed in the same place at Miss Winters. It was a brilliant scam.
4: So nobody was caught ever?
5: I mean, you, you know, back then, you got Morehouse where you got all these super intelligent, educated brothers, and, you know, all of us are from different backgrounds. So, the guys who were working Miss Winter before they would get fired, they just blow up. You know what I'm saying? They get in an argument with the manager and walk out, saying, "I quit. Y'all ain't gonna fire me." So that's that's normally what would happen. And then we would send another dude to work, and he'd have to go and do the same thing.
3: You say we, like you were involved here. I plead the
5: fifth. I wasn't involved. I'm, a I'm not. I was not. That's
4: the one <laughs> secret you'll keep from us today. I know. Right. Not Everything totally involved. You've I was not able to get you all this.
5: I wasn't that good at math. We've
4: had to do today?
5: I, I wasn't good at math. I was good at recruitment. I wasn't good at math. So that's the show.
4: Ralph, thank you for being here, brother.
5: <laughs> I appreciate it.
4: Um, I'm happy I was able to bring back some old memories of not getting robbed and. Past bosses that you can't stand. Apparently, if you saw him at a Krispy Kreme drive through you would get out of your car and beat his ass right in front of the hot side.
5: With my kids in the car. But my, oh my. best job, however, uh, I will say that and let it go. My best job is to DJ and his treatment. So hmm. it balances all out.
4: Oh, my God. You're very to We'll talk about
1: that <laughs> next week.
4: <laughs> Royce Job Fair is a product of iHeartMedia Comedy Central Radio and what am I thinking? Oh yeah, South Park Impression Productions. Oh, JG. Uh next week. No, this week. Yeah. Shit, talking about next week. This week. Austin. Austin, Texas. I will see you on Saturday. RoywoodJr.com for tickets on that. Also, we have announced I should talk about this. We'll bring it up next week. Um, my Comedy Central one hour special. Imperfect Messenger is the title, and we are going to be shooting that hour special in the wonderful, wonderful city of Denver in October. If you want to be a part of that, you can get your tickets at RoyRickJr.com as well. Uh, Lawrence is our producer down South Georgia. Girl does our research. Ralph, thank you for being here. JG, you are the white blood cell. Hey, you might be the red blood cell too <laughs> after this
2: segment.
4: Oh my Jacqueline, I I am ashamed and disappointed in Rod and I will, um, you know, no, 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 no. I will,
3: Believe Rod. I, will <laughs>
4: I will admonish Rod privately about bringing such a crude topic to the show. Stop, stop, bro, because now I'm starting to visualize it. All right, that's the show.
9: slash iHeart.